Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for this podcast is provided by Subtruck Law. Revolution Recap thanks Subtruck Law for their support of our show, local independent media, and their mission of bringing unbiased truth. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Revolution Recap. Today we have a good episode. We have an interview with Nico Calabria and Kelvin Jimenez of the New England Revolution amputee soccer team. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you may remember we had Nico on our podcast last year in our March 30th episode, uh, March 30th, 2022. Uh, This is a bit of a follow-up. If you haven't listened to that episode, we recommend you go back and listen to it. We talk more about the history and the origins of amputee soccer. Uh, And today we're doing a follow-up about where amputee soccer is locally uh, and nationally and all the exciting things that they are continuing to develop and, and how they're continuing to grow. You can go support the New England Revolution amputee soccer team by going to the April 1st game uh, where the Revolution are playing NYCFC. Uh, the amputee soccer team will be playing the New York Metro amputee soccer team in an exhibition uh, at halftime of that game. And also the following day on April 2nd, the two teams will be playing in a full game at Legion Memorial Field in Weymouth, Massachusetts at 9 a.m. Again, that's April 2nd at Legion Memorial Field in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, so you can go check out some amputee soccer there following the Revolution game on April 1st if you like what you see at halftime. I will note that this was recorded two weeks ago, so during the interview when we're talking with Nico, uh, the details of the April 2nd game had not been finalized, but again, I'm, I want to say it here uh, early and often uh, that the April 2nd game will be taking place at Legion Memorial Field in Weymouth, Massachusetts at 9 a.m. Uh, you can also support uh, the New England Revolution amputee soccer team by following them on Instagram at Revolution Amputee soccer you can also follow the usa amputee soccer team uh, at us amputee soccer uh, and also if you want to learn more about their organization or potentially donate you can go to usampsoccer.org and just so I don't need to interrupt the interview, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Galasso Kits. Galasso Kits' mission is to bring unique vintage jerseys to your home with a catalog of jerseys, jackets, scarves, and more from clubs and national teams from over 80 countries in the world. They have United States men's national team merch, women's national team merch, Revs merch, other MLS merch, merch from your favorite European club that you can support from afar. And if you don't know what you want, you can choose one of their mystery kit packages where you enter in the size and style of your jersey and they give you the kit of your dream that you didn't even know you needed. So go check out GalassoKits.com today for their full selection and make sure you follow them at GalassoKits on Instagram for updates on their new inventory. They do weekly unboxing videos and when you find something you like, use promo code REVSRECAP to save 15% off your order. That is promo code REVSRECAP at GalassoKits for 15% off your order. Links and code are in the show notes. And also make sure you are subscribed to us on Instagram, on Twitter. We appreciate everyone who has left reviews for us on iTunes and Spotify. Appreciate that we finally made it over the uh, 50 five-star review on Spotify. Our next big hurdle is reaching 100 five-star reviews on iTunes. So if you have not done that already, please go leave us a review on iTunes and or Spotify if you haven't already. And with that being said, here is Nico and Kelvin. Joining us now on Revolution Recap, we have two members of the New England Revolution amputee soccer team, uh, Nico Calabria, who was on the team last year, and Calvin Jimenez, uh, who has joined the team recently, I believe this year. Uh, He's a new member of the team. Uh, Guys, welcome to the show. 
Thank you for Thanks having us. Uh, well, first, before we begin, uh, Nico, we interviewed you last year, uh, but for those people who are maybe new to our show or uh, maybe haven't listened to the interview, can you give us uh, kind of a brief summary of what is amputee soccer? Amputee soccer is a seven-a-side game. Um, six field players have uh, forearm crutches and work on just one leg. The goalies have one arm and are confined to the goalie box. Uh, there's no offsides. Uh, all the throw-ins are kick-ins. There's no slide tackling. But besides that, it's essentially the, uh, the same game uh, of soccer. Uh, it typically ends up being kind of higher scoring, more shots on goal, more time with the ball near the net because it's a smaller field. And it's played by about 70 countries around the world with something uh, with, uh, with bids to get into the Paralympics uh, in the future. So it's a really exciting sport. It's super physical. It's super fast. Um, and ultimately, yeah, it's called the game, on, uh, the fastest game on one leg. So definitely worth, uh, worth checking out and you got to see it to believe it kind of thing. And you've been involved with the formation of the local team, the New England Revolution amputee soccer team. Um, how did that start? Uh, and, and how did the uh, kind of organization kind of grow locally over the past few years? Well, I grew up in Boston and I went to school in Colorado. And when I came back from Colorado, I knew that we needed to get these regional teams of amputee soccer started because at that point, our national program was all that we had running. So I worked with uh, a guy named Rafael Perdiguao, who is a Brazilian immigrant and successful in starting amputee soccer teams in Brazil to get a team started here in Boston. Um, and I had had a few interactions with the revolution over the course of the years, you know, flipping the halftime coin at one point. And I just reached out to them and said, you know, we'd like to get this program started and they were able to support us. Um, and since then it's grown tremendously. And we're excited to see new athletes joining the program um, year after year. And Calvin, uh, you've been you you've joined the team more recently. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, I joined them uh, this this year. It's uh, my first season with them. So, how did you learn uh, about the team, uh, and how did you get involved with the organization? I got involved through uh, my rehab. Um, so I became an amputee through, uh, through an accident and then I had to go and do physical therapy. Um, and then, um, I grew up playing soccer. Like I was involved with sports. And the first thing I, I asked was like, Hey, do you know anything? Can I play soccer again? And they were like, probably not, you know, like, so for me, my dream was crushed and then they researched and then they, that's when they stumbled upon amputee soccer. I had never heard of it. And then that's when they uh, referred me to Nico. And then I emailed Nico um, and me and him stayed in contact. Um, and as I worked on my recovery, Nico just kept checking in on me and asking me how I'm doing and everything, trying to get me out to come. And um, then I, I came out and the rest is history. I'm just glad to have met uh, this guy, Nico. What are the uh, trainings like, uh, and, and how long have you been going to training with Nico and the, the Revolution team? I want to say this whole year, uh, 2023, uh, a little bit, um, I want to say since like last November, we've been training actually, um, and we do it, we've do we been doing it once a week. Uh, we've been doing a few camps in between, training a few training sessions and stuff. Um, the, the practices are great. Um, 
we we play scrimmages, we do some drills, and it's just it's it's great, man. And we just want to get as many people to uh, to find out about the sport and other amputees that don't know about it and have them come out, you know. And they need it more than you no, know, you know. It just helps you mentally, physically. It's 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 an amazing thing, you know. Uh, and and I, I was gonna say, uh, what does it mean to you to um, kind of have this opportunity to play soccer again? Man, to to me, it was like when I played soccer my whole life as a kid, and then for the doctors to tell me I'll never be able to play and do the sport that I grew up in loving was like a piece of me was taken away. So when I, you know, I, I connected with Nico and he brought me out to play with the with the team. I can say for the first time since I became an amputee, I felt complete again. You know, it was like a piece of me was missing. So to be able to play the sport again that I love, it's it's different, but it's man, it's it's so much more fun. Like you know, it's 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 so fast. Like they say, it's the fastest um, sport on one leg. You know, for a reason. It and I um, I enjoy it, man. It's it, it's amazing. You know, I believe you guys had a game against New York a few weeks ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so we played New York in New York as kind of the beginning of the um, amputee. Uh, we're not sure what we're calling it yet. We don't. We're not sure if we're calling it the amputee MLS or if we're calling it the U.S. Amputee Soccer Championships. But it was the the first game of that uh, series for sure. I, I was going to ask: Is it um, a, a se- It sounds like a, a season or a series of games. Do you guys have a set schedule in terms of? How many games you play uh, against other regional teams? So our hope is to have a regular season that comes together. And the fact that we even have four teams right now that are up and running is a huge step in the right direction for us. So as of now, we have New England, New York, Texas, and Los Angeles that have teams that are operating and playing on a regular basis. So it is our hope to have our first championship uh, this year in Boston. Um, so we have a couple different venues and, and dates that we're looking at, but um, our goal is that we, we have these regular competitions um, between the teams and we have the players that are, are coming out and training and making it to practices and we're, we're getting the competition level up. Now the issue is about finding funding so that the teams that are coming particularly from far away are able to, to make that happen financially. So between New York and New England, we can do it. We can do it all driving, so we can save a ton of costs there. Um, when we want to bring in Houston, or if we want to travel down to Houston or to Los Angeles, there's a significant cost associated. So that's kind of what's preventing us at this point from launching this full season. And um, another event I know you have in your schedule. We talked to you um, last year, Nico, uh, before uh, your exhibition at the Revolution Game. Uh, you're going to be doing one again this year. Uh, what, what date uh, is that set for this year? Yeah, so um, the New York City uh, team is going to be coming up It's on April 1st to Gillette Stadium. So it's a Saturday night. I think kickoff is 7.30. And it will be NYCFC versus New England. And the New York entity soccer team will come up to play a halftime demonstration. And it's also, um, we're in the planning stages right now for finding a field for Sunday morning, April 2nd, to have a full-sided game because it's great to play the halftime demos. We love to do that because uh, it, I mean, for one, playing in front of a stadium is incredible and we don't get that opportunity. 
And then also we want to play the full, the full sided game with the full minutes at regulation time. Um, so that's what we're hoping to do on April 2nd. And we have a few venues we're looking at, but um, ultimately that weekend will kind of be an amputee soccer weekend in Boston. Uh, that's great. And uh, Calvin, um, just curious, what does it mean? I assume you'll take part in the exhibition. Are you excited to play uh, at Gillette Stadium? Uh, and furthermore, what does it mean to you that the uh, Revolution are uh, supporting your organization? Man, like the support we get from them is is amazing, man. Like growing up from Massachusetts, you know, you grow up as a kid, your dream is to play for the New England Revolution, you know, no matter what position you play or where you come from or Whatever, if you're from here, you you know you want to play for the New England Revolution. So for me to be able to on, put on that uniform, that jersey, those colors, it just it, it's surreal, man. It's almost the equivalent of putting on like the national team, like you know, uh, jersey. Um, being a local kid, you know, so to play at Gillette, it's it's going to be an amazing experience, you know. Um, and hopefully, we can get a lot of people to come out and show support and just see what the sport's all about you know it's it's growing and it's only uphill from here from now and man the, it's like nico said it's one of those things that you need to see to believe it because it's we got some serious serious talent on the team you know and it would be amazing just to showcase it to the world and um Kind of moving from kind of a regional to kind of the national team real quick, Nico. I know some of our listeners uh, remember you guys talking about uh, raising money to go to the Amputee World Cup in Turkey in 2022. I just wanted to get your thoughts and what that experience was like. You guys advanced out of the group stage. You guys ended up losing to uh, Haiti, who it seems like is our uh, CONCACAF rivals uh, in amputee soccer. Uh, they're certainly a really good team. They finished in fourth place. Uh, they, they tied against Turkey in the group stage uh, and Turkey ended up winning the World Cup. So they're certainly a very good team. Uh, but just want to hear your uh, thoughts and what that experience was like playing in the World Cup and how it compared to previous tournaments you played in. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an incredible experience. And anytime going to travel abroad and represent the U.S., playing the sport that I love is, is an honor and a privilege and something that yeah, it's just, it's just something I cherish. And I think, you know, the revolution helped us get there. They helped us get to the World Cup. And we were very excited to see that our program kind of broke out of, I don't know if stagnation is the right word, but we proved on the world stage that we are a competitive program that's looking to win tournaments. Um, we came to win the World Cup. We didn't just come to escape the group. And you know, we beat ninth, ninth finishing England in the group stage. We, we, yeah, as you said, we went to extra time in the round of 16 with Haiti, who finished, who finished fourth. We showed a lot of people, I think a lot of people looked at the U.S. program, similar to how they look at the U.S. men's program. That's like, you know, they're, they're not an upper echelon program. And I think this time around, we came out and showed people that we're really looking to compete and that our program has developed in such a way that is supporting our program getting much more competitive. And yeah, I mean, it was incredible. And Turkey, just, just to put things in perspective, Turkey's whole team, first of all, they have a, a tier of professional amputee soccer that's going on, club level uh, professional amputee soccer that's being played. And then all of their national team athletes are professional athletes. They do it full time. They're, they're sponsored by, you know, large 
large corporate sponsors, as well as uh, the Turkish National Soccer Federation. And it's something that we lack in the United States, which really makes it tough for us to, to get together because everyone that plays is a volunteer. So that's what we're up against. We're up against professional athletes who are playing full time and we're doing it on a volunteer basis. But that being said, we took a step from where we were in previous World Cups um, to being, you know, a premier team in World MPD football. And I'm just excited to see that the program has developed as much as it has. And uh, I think people are not looking at us as an easy pick at this point. They're looking at us as, a, as an opponent to be wary of as we get into the international amputee football. And Nico, I got to ask, was there a golden boot? Because I was counting up uh, the number of goals you had. You scored nine in seven games. Um, were, was there, is there a golden boot and were you close? I was trying to see who was the leading scorer of the tournament. I have to imagine you were up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I missed it by one goal. Um, but there were three other athletes from two athletes from Haiti and one athlete from Turkey who had one more goal than I did. And um, the dude from Turkey ultimately won the golden boot because Turkey won the, uh, the world cup. Um, but yeah, I was, I was super happy with, with my tournament. It's, it's the best one I've ever had. And, you know, sometimes the stars just align and things come together. And ultimately it is a testament to the team that came up for the u.s like we we played a team style attack um it wasn't just like an individual performance it was very much a a systems game and it you know it's seven aside soccer so it's not there's nowhere to hide on the field like everyone has to be able to move the ball everyone has to be able to to pass and understand the game of soccer so we we really developed an attacking system of soccer that that led to lots of opportunities to score goals and i was happy to put a lot of them in the back of the net and you know, I hope to keep doing so going forward. So obviously it sounds like the 2022 World Cup was a big success. And I remember you saying last year that the qualifying tournament too was also kind of showed the growth. It was a very big tournament. You said it was bigger than some previous World Cups you've played in. So it seems like the, the growth uh, over last year on the international stage has kind of grown. Um, what's next for the national team? Do you guys have qualifying? Do you guys have international tournaments? Uh, from a USA standpoint, uh, what's next for the national team? Yeah, so we have a few major goals for 2023. During 2022, all of our attention was placed on preparing this national team to go to the World Cup and represent the United States. And at this point, we're in a stage of growth. Um, We want to see three things happen. One, we want to see the growth of the regional programs around the country so that anyone living with limb loss or limb difference from anywhere in the country has something close enough to them that they can participate and it's not cost prohibitive. The second thing is that we're looking to launch our women's national entity soccer team. So the sport is starting to grow amongst women around the country. There are, I think three teams up and running at this point um, with Poland, Colombia, and don't quote me on these, but uh, uh, I, I believe Sierra Leone. And ultimately the United States, we take absolute pride in our women's soccer and we want to make sure that the same happens with amputee soccer. So we're excited to launch that program as well. And then finally we have uh, our youth development program uh, taking place with a training camp that's going to take place in Los Angeles, May 19th through the 21st. So that's really trying to get the youth involved in the sport and let them know that this sport exists. There's an opportunity to move from here to the national team 
and connecting them with the regional teams in their area. So those are kind of our three major organizational goals. And in addition, March 17th through the 19th in New Jersey, we have a national training camp, um, national talent ID camp. So Kelvin will be coming to his first, um, you know, essentially tryout for the national team this weekend. And we're going to have, I believe, 27 amputees uh, coming out to try out for the team, which is the most we've ever had in American history. So it's super exciting to see the growth there. You know, there's only seven, seven field players at a time are going to be playing or, or six rather, um, you know, field players playing on amputee soccer games. So we have lots of athletes that are coming up and trying out for the team. And then as far as international competition, we're also going to be playing in a six team international tournament in Poland coming up in September. So that's kind of the big uh, competition we're training for. But besides that, it's all about the grassroots and making sure that players around the country have opportunities to participate. That sounds great. How can someone, I'll start with the national team first, if, well, regional or national, but um, if one of our listeners wants to get involved with either the New England team or the USA team, uh, where can they go to either get involved uh, or to donate or to volunteer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the number one thing to do is to go to our website, www.usampsoccer.org. At that website, you can find all the information on our upcoming events ways to donate, ways to volunteer, um, opportunities to coach, opportunities to get involved in the medical staff. You know, we're looking for everyone to help get involved and spread the word and, and build, build this game. Um, so definitely going to the website as well as following our social media accounts, um, US Amputee Soccer on Instagram and Revolution Amputee Soccer on Instagram. Um, all of those are linked through our website as well, but that's, that's probably the best way to get going. Uh, Kelvin, uh, before I let you go, are you uh, ready for your tryout? Definitely, man. Definitely, man. I'm excited and, man, just excited to see this grow and to see all the talents coming from all over the U.S. and see the national team just get better and better, man. You know, like Nico said, uh, I think the 2020 World Cup just put uh, the U.S. and the whole world on notice that the U.S. is here to stay, man, you know, and uh, as we get more amputees and more athletes. It's just going to keep growing, man. And to, to be invited to this camp and have an opportunity to possibly one day put that jersey on, it's, it's, a, it's a surreal feeling, man, and something I'm excited for. Yes, and hopefully you're going to be a part of the United States uh, soccer team uh, in the future too. And uh, hopefully uh, in a few years when you're getting ready for the uh, 2026 World Cup, I'll have you guys both back on. I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, uh, but uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking about you guys uh, getting ready for the uh, 2026 World Cup too. So guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Any, any final words uh, or, or any message to our listeners? Sure. Well, first of all, Greg, thank you so much for having us on the show and yeah, man, this, this whole thing is volunteer. We're, we're just trying to grow. We want to see this thing get bigger and bigger. We want to find more players. We want to find more volunteers, coaches, equipment, funding, sponsors. All of that just makes the game more accessible to the people who are trying to play. And I'll tell you a quick story about a player we have that's coming from Connecticut right now. His name is Kamal. He's an immigrant from Egypt, and he heard about the team. And for the last, like, two and a half months, he's been taking the train from Connecticut to South Station, taking the, the T from South Station to my apartment. I pick him up, and I drive him about 45 minutes to Framingham, where we have our amputee soccer practices. And then he stays on my couch that night, 
and then he drives home the, or takes the train home the next day. So there are people who are just making serious commitments and sacrifices to play this game and represent the revolution, represent New England, represent the United States. And ultimately, we need the help of other people to, to keep growing and move this to the next level. Um, so being able to come on your show and, and tell our story and, and let us let the people know like what's happening and and how we could use some help is is such a privilege. So thank you very much. And ultimately, we just we want to keep growing and, and offer this game to more people, to more spectators. Um, so thank you, and I, I hope to continue with this work and appreciate you having us on. Well, it's the least I can do, Nico. I think you are running a great organization and it's really exciting to hear how much you've grown since we spoke to you uh, last year. I should, as a follow-up, I probably should have asked this and had this in my list of questions. Uh, Where and when do you guys practice? So we have been practicing in Framingham at the Suburban Athletic Club for the last two and a half months. But unfortunately, our funding has essentially run out for field time. So we are now looking for alternative field locations, and we'll probably do a, some rotation around where our guys live. You know, we have people on the South Shore. We have people in New Hampshire. We've got people in Connecticut. And everyone's willing to make the drive because they want to play. So we're not exactly sure what our regular schedule is now, but we'll definitely update it, and that will come up on the website. And anyone who wants to come and, and check out a practice, be a coach, you know, be a participant, we would love to have you. I should add to uh, to our listeners, if anyone uh, is having trouble finding information for whatever reason, uh, you can always also reach out to us and we'll put you in, in contact with Nico. Um, Calvin, uh, any, any message to our listeners or anything you want to share before we depart here today? I just want to just want to get as many uh, listeners to, to come out and support us. You know, like if, if there's one thing I've learned from being here in, from New England, man, like we have the best sports fans in the world, man, you know, and, and some diehard fans. So to have those fans come out and, and, and root for us when the New England amputee team plays, um, have those fans that go to the Revolution or the Celtics or the Bruins and, and have that same passion when they're rooting for them and come out and support us would be fantastic, man. Just just having all those supporters and, you know, and, and screaming, go Revolution, or when Nico scores a few goals, you know, have them screaming his name man, would be amazing, you know, just to, to come see for themselves how amazing the sport is and that soccer is, is played, you know, all over the world in, in different ways. But, you know, it's a universal language, like sport that doesn't matter where you come or are, uh, what nationality, what language you speak, it, it brings you together, you know. Um, so hopefully we can have people come out, show support and, and watch this thing grow, you know. And once again, thank you for having us. Um, thankful for the opportunity. And, you know, and, and we better see you there, Greg, you know. Uh, your Reds jersey on, too, you know. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> Actually, that's the weekend of my brother's wedding. So you, you probably will not see me that weekend. Uh, but I have two guys on the podcast. So um, I'll let them. If you as, see long, them as long as you, uh, you take a selfie with the New England Revolution jersey, you're off the hook. You know what? I will take I will take a, a selfie with a Revolution jersey uh, at my brother's wedding, uh, and I'll send it to you guys. Uh, that, that's my promise to you. 
Thanks again to Nico Calabria and Kelvin Jimenez of the New England Revolution amputee soccer team for joining us today. Once again, you can see them at halftime of the April 1st New England Revolution game against NYCFC. And you can also see them on April 2nd at 9 a.m. at Legion Memorial Field in Weymouth, Massachusetts. We'll be back following this weekend's game against D.C. United. But until then, thank you everyone for listening and go Reps. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.